I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Previously on Haunted. I heard a baby crying. No one's around, though. Hello? Well, it doesn't look like a murder. Seems her heart just stopped. She said there was an unattended pram left in the park. Ooh, that's spooky. What about the baby? Well, that's the thing. No pram, no baby. Do you know what happened to her fiancé? Well, no wedding ring was found on her, and she didn't have her fiancé listed as an ex kin. They met in church, at a food drive for the homeless. She wasn't pregnant, was she? Dan is tracking down her next of kin, see if any congenital heart conditions run in her family. She got pregnant, and she hid it from the congregation at a church. Are we going to search this man's house or not? His house keys are still here. Abigail, I've found him. Haunted, the audio drama. Episode 2 A Soft Cry Part 2 of 5 Written by Benton Hodges doing poking around someone's house. Why didn't you call me? I knew it was a mistake to bring you two into this. We didn't think he was dead. We went there to speak to him and he didn't answer. So we found a key and... And just let yourself into his house? Okay, right, okay, let's calm down. I've called it in, but God knows it could have been way worse for you. Fortunately, anyone can see that he's been dead for days and you two weren't involved in this business until I called you earlier. You have an alibi. Well, thank God. I will spin the whole breaking into his house situation too, but you owe me. Oh, wonderful. Well, you can apologise by giving me a statement on how you found the body. Okay, well, James found the body, not me. Okay, well, how was the body? Dead. Anything else? A note from the killer. What? Yeah. It said, I'll never be caught because the police are too incompetent. Signed, the killer. P.S. Good luck. Why are you being so antagonistic? I'm, I'm trying to help you. You arrested us! Oh, you're not under arrest. You're in for questioning. Oh, big difference. I'm stuck in this room answering pointless questions when I could be out there finding who did this. Pointless questions? This is my job, Abigail, to protect the community. 
with real laws and guidelines to follow. I'm accountable. If you and your whiskey-soaked sidekick don't stop breaking into coroner's offices, hijacking radio stations and trespassing on private property, you will go to jail. Real jail. So stop acting like a fucking child and take my help. Please. Oh, well, when you put it so nicely, how can I refuse? Jesus, you, you can be impossible sometimes, you know? <sighs> oh, OK, I'll be back. Just stay here and don't do anything. <sighs> and if you're gonna flip me off behind my back, don't do it when I'm looking in the reflective glass. All right, Mr. Hunter, the tape is on. Please answer the questions as clearly as possible. Did you find the body? Yes, and I'm sure Abigail's already told you about how we broke in, so I'll skip to the important part. Thank you. I'd gone upstairs after we couldn't find David anywhere, so things seemed off and we just wanted to make sure he was OK. I checked his office. Filing was in order, but had stopped seven days ago. Abigail found his house key still on the hook, and we realised he hadn't left the house. So I searched his bedroom. And that's where you found him? Yes. And the body? Bloated. The smell hit me first and then the flies. The door was pretty thick, good solid wood. It had done a decent job of blocking it out. The house was also covered in those perfumed spray things to keep everything smelling rosy. So the body had been sitting there for up to seven days. What position was it in when you found it? He was sitting on the bed, facing the television. He had the remote control in his hand. Anything else? His face. It was... contorted. Eyes wide, mouth mid-scream of terror, maybe pain. The same dark fluid in his ear. Like the lady in the park. Was anything on the TV? The TV was turned off. It was one of those old-fashioned CRT ones, not a flat screen. So it didn't have the auto-shut-off feature? Exactly. He must have turned it off. So what was he looking at? His reflection in the darkened screen. It's the only thing on that side of the room he could have been looking at. OK, now Abigail mentioned that this man was the ex-fiancé of Sandra Miller, a woman who died not two days ago in an identical manner. Yes. Any more wild theories? Perhaps a strain of smallpox? Superflu? No. I would still hold off branding it supernatural, though. Right. Well, that's everything. I suppose asking you to drop your investigation is a waste of my breath? <laughs> Try asking Abigail that. Yeah, once she sets her mind to something. <laughs> well, if you're going to continue the investigation, I need you to avoid breaking into any more private property. Please. Well, our biggest lead is currently being dissected by the coroner, so I think the investigation may be temporarily suspended. James! James! Mm. What? James, get up. How early is it? It's 11am. Exactly. Oh, what do you want? I put a tip line out for the town, right? Through the podcast page and also on a forum on the town's council's website. And? And I asked the town to report anything weird or unexplainable, especially anything like the two deaths that happened last week. And? I've got a tip! A mother says something really strange has been happening to her. I'm going to go meet her now. Come on. Abigail, I am very tired and very hungover. 
I was up until 2am doing research on radio waves. You know, trying to solve our real problem. If I move anywhere, I'm either going to vomit or my head is going to explode. Why don't you go and interview her and I'll meet you later for breakfast? You mean lunch. It's 11am. Brunch, then. So you've lived in this house your entire life? Born and raised. My mother gave me the house a few years ago when she moved into her home. I fully inherited it after she passed away, but I had such fun memories of growing up here and the school is so near that Mark and I thought it would be a wonderful place to raise Adam. I'm sorry about your mother. It's all right. So, your tip online. You said that your son... Yes. I don't know how to start. I, I never believed in any of this nonsense, and now... Why don't you start from the beginning? OK. When I was younger, maybe six or seven, I was playing outside in the garden. Wow, big garden. Well, it connects to the forest behind it. I can't tell you how many years I spent exploring those woods. You ever find a dead body? <laughs> oh, luckily, no. I went out to play one morning by myself and I was working on building a tree fort when a young boy approached me. I remember he was wearing overalls and these yellow boots and his very blonde hair and he had a toy stuffed lion that he never let go of and he said his name was Gus and that he was lonely and his dad never played with him and the other kids ignored him. I remember we played together all the time and he helped me build my tree fort. He even came back for dinner once. OK. And when I started getting older, I saw less of him. I didn't know where he lived and we always met outside the tree fort. And some days he just never showed up. And after a while, he vanished entirely. My God, do you think something happened to him? I was so confused. I kept bringing him up to my parents and, and they would always just give me a condescending smile or tell me to grow up. It wasn't until I was in the hospital visiting my mother that I found out why. I brought her the family photo album to look over and she pointed at one and said, Look how young you were. You still had that imaginary friend, Gus. Oh, wow. I insisted he was real. He helped me lift branches for our tree fort. We had talked for hours about things he knew and enjoyed. Things I didn't know. He came back for dinner one time and he sat right there at the table. I had seen my parents talking to him, but... Then she claimed they were just playing along. Oh, so you think he might have been... Yes. It felt weird trying to sleep after that. Looking out the window at the big, wide forest, thinking... He's out there. And then, a week ago, well... That's why I sent the tip. Yes, the drawing. May I see it? Yes. It's upstairs. This is Adam's room. Is that...? Yes. Do you mind if I take a picture of it? Go ahead. If you don't mind me asking, how tall is your son? He's just shy of four foot. Then how did he draw the top half? Well, that's where things get weirder. Look! Are those scrape marks? Yes. We found the bed pressed against the wall. Look! Solid wood. Yeah, I bet I couldn't move that by myself. 
Did your husband help him? And scrape the floor? If you knew him, you'd know that that would be a cardinal sin. Oh, OK. Did he say how he moved the bed by himself? Yes. He said Gus helped him. And this drawing, have you ever described Gus to him before? Not once. Never drew him, never wrote about him, never even mentioned him to my husband. But your mother, she knew about Gus. But not what he looked like. This is all very interesting and admittedly a little creepy. My partner is an expert in ghosts and strange things. I'll show him the picture and I'm sure he'll be able to go over it. Thank you. I really appreciate your help. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a child's drawing. Who gives a shit? It's a six-foot-tall drawing on the kid's bedroom wall. A drawing of his mother's imaginary friend drawn by a little boy who seemingly super-strengthed a bed halfway across the room. How can this not be interesting to you? Because it's probably a lie. The parents made the scratches and drew the boy based on a spooky story that the mum made up. Why would they do that? To get gullible idiots to pay attention to them. There are many recorded cases of parents making their children the focal point of hauntings to garner neighbourhood sympathy or infamy. You should have seen the mother. She looked very frightened. Then give her an Oscar. You can't act bags under your eyes. She looked like she hadn't slept in a week. Look at the pictures. I mean, really look at them. The picture in question resembled a pagan effigy, a charcoal figure drawn in sharp strokes with dark-coloured crayon. The figure stretched to six feet, with its limbs outstretched. At the top of its head, a mop of yellowish hair drawn in languid motions, and at the base, boots of a matching colour. The artist had chosen to ignore the face, instead shading it out, leaving the entire etching with a cold, callous expression. I am not an expert in art or illustration, but it certainly looked like the work of a child. This doesn't prove anything. 
Did you see any physical evidence of a ghost? No. Anything that relates to the incidents with Sandra and David? No. Then put it on the pile. Oh, what do I have to do to get you interested in this? Give me an interesting case. Fine. What would make this case interesting? Any tangible physical evidence that defies natural explanation, or even a related incident occurring outside of the immediate family. Unless you have something like that, we should keep focused on the case we already have, which is the signal. The entire reason you brought me to Greenvale, remember? Yes, of course. I could hardly forget something like that. I've hit a dead end with my research. The signal doesn't seem to be broadcasting at the moment, which is good, but it also means I can't track it anywhere. What about the black gunk in the ears? It looked exactly like the black gunk we found in the brains of the signal victims. It also looked like dried blood and brain matter. I'm not getting excited till forensics gets back. OK, well, what about the warehouse? I've been back to it a couple of times. No movement since we were there last. It would be useful if we can work out how long ago the signal first started affecting people. OK. If you leave that to me and I promise to handle it, will you please help me with this case? <sighs> Fine. Deal. What's your next move? Mm, I'm going to go poke around with the EMF reader, see if maybe I can pick something up. I don't know. I'm at a bit of a loss. Pretend for a moment you aren't a cynical drunk. If there were something weird going on here, what do you think it would be? I'm not cynical. Am I cynical? James! Uh, let's see. If I were a naive young ghost hunter, I'd say... Gus is probably a spirit of some sort. If the mother really did see him as a kid and really hasn't told her son or husband, the fact that her son is seeing the same entity points to it existing on some plane of reality. Judging by its need to play and have company, it's probably the spirit of an abandoned child. Or maybe not a spirit, more of a physical manifestation of child abandonment issues. Maybe Molly's. Like a poltergeist? Sure, call it what you want. As far as spirits go, a young playful child is a welcome change from malevolent presences that scare people to death. If Molly survived her encounter with it, then her kid is probably going to be fine too. The drawing's new. Then Gus could be a manifestation of Adam's need to be seen. Maybe that's why he disappeared when Molly got older and more self-confident and has reappeared now for young Adam. Wow, I like this, James. Don't get carried away. This is just me pulling thoughts from the ether. No, but it's actually helpful. Do you think it could have a link to the cases of Sandra and David? Hard to say without more information. We don't know if Sandra or David saw their own Gus or had supernatural encounters before their death, Pram excluded. If I were to believe in ghosts, I'd say they were two separate things. Unless... Unless what? Nothing. It's all nonsense anyway. Humour me. If it were linked, perhaps it's something that taunts people with elements of their past. That the Gus the family is experiencing now is a mockery of the Gus she previously mentioned. Interesting. It's good to see you theorising about stuff again. It's called fiction writing. Ah, the cynic returns. Well, if you're looking for creepy inspiration, look at this. Abigail produced a second photo. This photo was taken from behind a glass door leading out to a patio. There were tiles visible in the bottom of the shot. The tiles extended outward before transitioning to grass that extended off into the distance. The garden was long and narrow, filled with toys and a plastic seesaw shaped like a crocodile, presumably belonging to a young son. 
They were coated in dewy raindrops, likely from the night before. As the garden extends, it becomes narrower. As the trees encroach on the path, branches like gnarled, grasping arms. Even in the daylight, they were unsettling. At the rear end of the garden was a wooden gate, tall and closed, choked by thick vines of ivy. It held the promise of adventure, but not a family-friendly, blight-in-esque outing, rather something almost Lovecraftian. That is her back garden. Born and raised there. Charming. No wonder she has an active imagination. Come on, even you would admit it. If there was going to be a place that had something supernatural about it, it would be there. You can practically feel it coming through the photograph. It would be such a shame if a place like that didn't have something supernatural going on. And therein lies the basis of most ghost stories. People want to believe a place is more mystical than it is, or that their lives are more interesting than they actually are. They can't stand the idea that the world is actually boring and predictable. Please come with me and visit the family. Tell me what you think. I don't think so. Why not? Because you've probably already introduced me to them as a supernatural expert or something like that. They're going to expect me to be able to click my fingers and sort out the problems they're having. I think I've disappointed enough people in my life. I don't need to start offering it out as a service. I may have mentioned that you're an expert in your field and a published author, but what else are you going to do? You said yourself there's nothing more to do with this signal until I can get you some information about it when it first started. What else are you going to do today? Well, I was about to get started on the day's drinking, but I suppose I can do that in the car. <sighs> Let's go. Thank you for seeing me again, Molly. This is James Hunter, the author I mentioned. Yes. I looked up your work after you left. Looked very interesting. You haven't written one for a while, though. The, uh, inspiration is all dried up. Well, sit down. Sit down. I'll put the kettle on. Can I get you anything? Coffee, thank you. I'm fine, thank you. So, my partner had a theory. Well, a few. We were wondering if there were any events in your past, perhaps some trauma that was linked to Gus? No. Like I said, he appeared when I was six, and the last I saw of him, I was about eight. But nothing occurred during that time? Nothing comes to mind. Right. Well, I have an EMF meter with me. I was hoping to do some scans of that old tree fort you made. It's not standing anymore. Oh, OK. Do you think we'd be able to speak to Adam? After all, Gus seems to have taken an interest in him. He went out to play and forgot his phone. He will probably be back soon. Dinner is in the oven. He always comes running back for dinner. And your husband? Oh, I'll have to put his dinner in tinfoil. I doubt he'll be back until late. If you don't mind me asking, what does your husband do? Uh, he works at the hospital. He's on call at the moment. Say, we were looking to see the forest. Maybe we could go in and get Adam? Are you sure? It's easy to get lost. Oh, it's fine. I have my phone. OK. He might be playing down by the creek. I'll text you if he comes home before you. Right, I'm just going to get my jacket. Are you coming? Sure. So, that was a little bit... Odd, right? Definitely. Let's go find that tree fort, shall we? Oh, look who's suddenly interested. Adam! Adam! Does your phone say if there are any other creeks? No, 
None that are marked, anyway. As the sun began to set, the orange glow receded with the inky darkness filling in the vacuum. The forest hadn't been an enchanted fairy tale during the day. As night fell, it began to take on a new, sinister feel. The trees, older than most buildings in the town, groaned, whispered and croaked in the wind like they were shearing ghost tales around a campfire. The shadows danced on the edge of eyesight. I couldn't imagine any ordinary child wanting to play here willingly. Adam! Hello? Jesus! Are you Adam? Yes. Your mum wants you to come back for dinner. You've been out playing for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, just playing. Oh, that's fine, sweetie. She just wants you to come back home now, OK? OK. Don't people teach their kids about stranger danger anymore? Shut up! I'm just saying. Um, Adam? Have you seen a tree fort around here? Yeah. And it's still standing? Oh, yeah. If you go that way up the river. My friend Gus built it. He says he built it strong. Oh, he did, did he? Yeah. He said Mummy helped him to build it a long time ago, but it's a bad place now. Gus says I shouldn't go there. Bad how? Mummy did a bad thing. Now it's a bad place. Adam, could you show us the fort? I... I don't know. Mummy said I should be home now. Abigail. It'll only take a second. I promise. Okay. Abigail, be careful. Please tell me you aren't back to being a naysayer. No, I'm not. But this is a child, Abigail. We need to be careful. It's just a tree fort, remember? There's a limit to how far we can go to get answers. Adam? Did you have fun playing out here today? Yeah, I saw so many bugs! Oh, really? Do you like bugs? I love bugs! Ladybirds and caterpillars! Oh, really? And do you collect them? No, silly! They wiggle around everywhere! The young boy led us around a large oak, and suddenly the tree fort came into view. It was a large nest of branches, twigs and logs attached together. Whilst most of it had sagged or even collapsed, Parts of it were still standing. A dark, circular entrance was still visible between the knotted branches. Shall we? Adam, you wait here. Don't go anywhere. OK. Oh, it's freezing in here. Yes. Surprisingly spacious, though. Hard to believe this was built by a seven-year-old 30 years ago. Indeed. Any readings on your EMF? Nothing above baseline at the moment. Hang on. I've got something in the corner. It's not particularly strong, though. What was that? The wind must have picked up. There must be something in this corner. Can you see anything? Wait. I think there's something under here. All right. I'll grab it. God, it feels like the walls are going to be ripped apart. Ah! Adam! Was that you? I think I've got it. Oh, it's small. Hang on. What is it? A prescription bottle. Let's see. Uh, ACE inhibitors. Heart medication. Date is 1991. What are 30-year-old heart pills doing down here? I don't know. There's a name, but the name tag is too wet and dirty. Maybe someone dropped them or 
Or lost them here? I don't know. Come on, let's get out of here before Molly starts worrying. Adam? Adam! Is it safe? Yes, Adam, it's safe. I'm sorry. It got windy and I got scared and, and, and Gus told me to hide. Oh, and why did Gus tell you to hide? He said... It was coming. Come on. We need to get you home. Are you enjoying your piggyback ride, Adam? Yes, get it up, Mr Horsey! You heard him, Mr Horsey. Not the worst nickname I've ever had. What's that? Oh, James, can you see that smoke? Where? There, through the patio door. There's smoke in the kitchen. Take Adam. I'll go check. As I opened the door, I could hear the smoke alarm beeping. The ashy grey smoke was erupting from the oven. I covered my mouth and nose as best I could and ran over to shut off the cooker. I couldn't see or hear Molly. Molly! <coughs> Molly! <coughs> Mrs Saunders! <coughs> Molly! <coughs> oh no! Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter and Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin. With special guest Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Vanessa Osborne. Edina Fisher-Allen. Narration by David Anthony Green. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. Hi guys and gals, this is Jamie Evans, creator and half of the showrunning team for Haunted, the audio drama. I also play James Hunter in the show. We really hope you're enjoying the show and that you're feeling intrigued by the mysteries we're trying to set up. I don't want to take up much of your time, I'm sure you hear something similar to this at the end of every podcast or audio drama that you listen to. This is the part of the show where we beg you for your hard-earned money. We chose to release Haunted free of charge because we wanted as many people to hear it as possible. We have no plans to ever change that model, so please don't worry, the show will continue to release for free for the foreseeable future. 
However, it does cost us quite a lot of money to produce Haunted. Things like marketing budget, studio rental equipment costs, and of course paying for our performers makes the show very expensive to produce. So we've decided to set up a Patreon where fans of the show can donate a small amount of money to us each month if you choose to do so. We have two different donation tiers on our Patreon, and these come with rewards including access to our Discord server, early access to episodes, and access to a behind-the-scenes show where we talk about the process of making Haunted and the sorts of things that inspired the show. That literally doubles the amount of Haunted content that you will be receiving. If you could please consider donating so that we can continue the story of James and Abigail, we would be so grateful. Find us at patreon.com slash impalafilms. That's Impala spelled I-M-P-A-L-A. Patreon.com slash impalafilms. Thank you so much and see you next time.